praise you, know that it's my not God. Over yet. I praise you. Oh, we praise you, God. I oh, was we praise you, God. in the study last night working on a message this morning. This song kept going over and over in my mind and kept going over and over in my heart. And I couldn't help but think about a man that was a ruler in the synagogue by the name of Jairus. Jairus had a daughter, 12 years old, that had become sick. None of the remedies would work. No medicines, no procedures. And even though this was a man that was a ruler that had people under him and he was ruler over them, he said, there's only one place that I can think of that I can go to get help for my daughter. He said, I've heard about this Nazarene that's been going through the streets of Jerusalem and he's been laying hands on the sick and they've been getting well. He's opened blinded eyes and he's made the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear. And I believe that if I could just get to it and ask him if he would come and pray for my daughter, I, I believe she would be healed. He left out on a journey. He found Jesus. He began to tell him his story about this little girl being sick at home. And he said, I believe that if you'll come and pray for her, I believe that she'll be healed. And about the time that he's telling Jesus about the story, some of the servants of his house come. And they see him talking to the Lord. And they said, don't bother the teacher any further. I'm sorry to have to tell you the news, but your daughter's passed. She's gone. It's too late. There's nothing that can be done. There's no use in bothering the master any longer. There's no use in bothering him or delaying his journey. But Jesus, hearing the report, he told him, he said, Fear not, only believe. Your daughter will be well. Right in the middle of the report of them telling him that it's over. It's too late. It's finished. It's done. There's no reversal. There's no other procedure. No other medication. No other diagnosis. It's over. But God stepped in. He said it ain't over yet. And Jesus went with Jairus to his house. And when he got there, he found a multitude of people that had gathered. There was professional mourners there that was wailing and weeping and mourning over the death of this little girl. Jesus walks into the house and he said, Why are you carrying on in such a turmoil? 
Why are you carrying on this way? Don't you know that this little girl's not dead? She's just asleep. The Bible said they laughed him to scorn. You see, these were professional mourners that didn't have anything better to do with their time except go around and mourn the dead. Boy, that's a, that's a miserable job right there. You think your job's bad? You need to have a mourner's job where you just go from house to house mourning the dead. Boy, that'd be a pitiful job. It better have good benefits. But Jesus said, I want you mourners to leave the house. I, there's not going to be a need for you here because God's not done yet. You need to exit the premises. And the Bible said that all he took in was this little girl's mother and father and the disciples that came with him. And he entered into this little girl's room and she's laying on her bed and there's no movement, there's no breathing, there's no life, no evidence of anything going on that, that, that she's alive, but she's laying on her bed. Jesus walks over to the bed and takes her by the hand. And he said, little girl, arise. And this little girl, I try to picture this in my mind. And I, I can see this little girl laying on the bed. And I can see her eyes begin to blink. And I can see her lungs begin to expand. And her chest begin to rise. And she begins to take a deep breath. I can see color come back into her face. She was laying there pale. She was laying there white as a ghost. But yet colors back in her cheeks. Her lips are rosy red. Her eyes are blinking. Her lungs are filling with air. And all of a sudden, she opens her eyes because God said, it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. Don't count yourself down yet. Don't count yourself out yet. Because God said, I'm not done yet. God's got a lot more that He wants to do through your life. God's got a lot more He wants to do through this church. And I got a notice for the devil. I may not be as young as I used to be. I might not be as agile as I used to be. It may take me a little longer to get the job done. But I've got a whooping for him. Because God said it ain't over yet. I'm not through preaching by a mile. I'm not through ministering by a mile. i got several years of pastoring left. i got several years of being pastor at Dilworth Church of God left. I got several things that God's moved in my heart and my spirit that I want to see done that ain't happened yet. And I'm going to stay till it happens. Because God says it ain't over yet. Have we seen great things? In about three more weeks, first Sunday in October, Marie and I will be here 16 years as your pastor. Been the greatest 16 years of my life as a minister. 
But I got news for the devil. Just because I'm older and slower don't mean I'm done. It ain't over yet. There's still souls to be saved. There's still people to see delivered. There's still miracles to take place. There's still grandbabies, great-grandbabies, and great-great-grandbabies that I hadn't dedicated yet, and I hadn't married off yet, and I hadn't performed baby dedications for them yet. I got a lot of dedications going on in my future. So I'm not done yet. But I got news for you, Dilworth. You're not done yet either. Oh, some of us has got snow on the top. Some's got that pretty white hair. Some may be moving a little slower than you used to. Some of y'all have had to move away from the Pentecostal shout to this too. But it's all right. As long as we keep shouting. We keep shouting. Me and Brother Harold may not get there fast, but we're going to get there. And we're going to keep shouting. And we're going to keep worshiping because we know God's not done yet. This is just a, this, this is just about this much of my sermon, but that's all I'm giving you. You're going to have to come back at 5 o'clock tonight to get the rest of it. So I want to see you tonight because I got something to say. And I believe God's got something he wants to do because he ain't done yet. And you can go ahead and take this with you just in case you don't know already. The title of my, my message is God Said It Ain't Over Yet. It ain't over, church. I'm going to say this. It's only over if you allow the devil to work in your life and make it over. It's up to you. But if you're going to trust God, God says it ain't over yet. Would you give God praise this morning? In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind and lame and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that he had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already had been there in that condition a long time. So he said to him, he said, Do you want to be healed? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk, because it ain't over yet. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked, and had received his miracle. I'm glad to know tonight that God's still in control. We find a very powerful story here in this man's life and 
how that he had been sick for 38 years. I'm sure that they was probably every day he was probably brought to this place of the pool, which was also a socializing gathering place that people would come and probably help and encourage one another, possibly try to get help from people that would pass by and would be around. But this man had been laid by this pool. The Bible talked about that at a certain time during the day that there would be a stirring of the waters, that an angel would come down in the midst of the pool and would stir the waters. And the first person that would enter into the pool after the stirring of the waters was going to be healed, was going to receive their miracle, was going to get a touch from God, was going to receive what they had been longing for. And I'm sure that this man had probably longed to see a miracle in his life. He had longed to be healed, and I don't know if it doesn't give background of whether this was the man's total age, and he was 38 years old, and had been this way from the day he was born, or if he was an older man, and he had he had knew what it was to walk, and he knew what it was to be able to be mobile. But regardless of the situation, when you've been in some in a situation for 38 long years. <coughs> You can't help but have a longing. You can't help but have a, a deep desire and a deep passion to see something change in your life. Because you're not only fighting the physical limitations of your disability, but you're fighting the mental battle as well. And at the same time, you're fighting the spiritual side because the enemy's always coming in and saying, well, you've been this way for 38 years. If God was going to heal you, he would have done already done it. He would have already brought a miracle in your life. God's not going to change anything. God's not going to fix anything. Nothing's going to be any different, you might as well settle in and just ride this thing out for the long haul that this is the way that it's going to be. The devil tonight would like for some of you to believe you're going to have to be the way you are. You're going to have to be tormented with pain from the, the, the things that you're going through in your body. You're going to have to be tormented by the things that's going through in your life. And you're just going to have to ride this thing out. And you're just going to have to settle in. And you're just going to have to accept it. I got news for you. I like what Jesus said. I like it when he asked him. He said, do you want to be healed? Now, I kind of thought about this in two different ways. I know that Jesus was wanting him to give a confession of faith that he was hungry for something. He wanted to hear him say, I'm hungry. I want to be healed. I'll do whatever it takes. I want a miracle in my life. I want things to change. I know that's what Christ was wanting him to, to say because that words coming out of his mouth was going to activate his faith because the Bible tells us that out of the, out of the abundance of our mouth we speak life and death. I know what Christ was doing. But on the other side of that coin, you got a man laying here for 38 years and hadn't been able to walk and you're asking him if he wants to be healed? 
No, I just want to stay here like this. I want to lay here for another 38 years and everybody have to pick me up and tote me everywhere I'm going. Of course, the man wanted a miracle. But Jesus wanted to find out how hungry he was and he wanted him to recognize what was going on. He wanted to know, do you want a miracle? Do you really want a change in your life? You've been waiting on somebody to put you in a pool when a miracle is about to happen in your life if you'll just believe and trust the Lord. I want to know, do you want to be healed? Do you want to change? Do you want a miracle? And this man said, yes, I believe. I want a miracle. I want something to be changed in my life. I believe that you can. I believe that things can change. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk because it ain't over yet it ain't done your life ain't finished this is not the way you've got to be from now on but it's going to take you trusting and believing in God and the Bible said immediately the man was made well took up his bed and he walked Woo! immediately Not next week, not the day after tomorrow. Immediately, this man took up his bed and walked. He had been laid by this pool for 38 years. He had fought every negative thought that run through his mind. He had fought every attack of the devil. He had fought every attack that came in his mind that wanted him to doubt, that wanted to steal his faith, that wanted to limit him to this life of confinement. But he was willing to reach out his heart and trust this man standing in front of him. And as he was obedient to his words, immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and he walked. I'm telling somebody to if you'll extend your faith if you'll believe in God I know you've been prayed for I know you've had a thousand prayer coughs I know you've had hands laid on you for years I know you've been praying I know you've been trusting God but I'm telling somebody God said it ain't over yet it ain't finished I'm not done you ain't gotta be this way it ain't gotta happen like this the devil's not going to win with Somebody give God praise. You see, Mark chapter 11 and verse 22 through 24 said, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For certainly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. He said, surely I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, why did he use a mountain as a reference? A mountain is an object that in our mind is something that's immovable. It's something that is 
been there for thousands of years just the way it is. You're not just going to go in and move it. But he says, whoever says to this mountain, he says, you've got to speak to it. You've got to talk to it. You can't just pray about it. You can't just fast over it. You can't just bind together with it. You've got to speak to it and tell it to get out of your life. Get under your foot and be defeated. It will be removed and be cast into the sea if he does not doubt in his heart. He said, this is what you can have. He said, but just like I'm telling you to speak to the mountain, the, in, the immovable thing, I'm telling you that whatever you pray for, when you ask, believe that you're going to receive them and you'll have them. Believe with the same faith. Believe with the same power. Believe with the same thing. Oh, you might say, but pastor, I don't know about the days of miracles anymore. All I see is surgery after surgery and all I see is things going here and things going there. Where's God's miracles. I got news for you. God's not done yet. Don't sell him short. God's still moving and God can still change things in your life if you'll let him. He said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, he said, behold, I give you authority. We need to realize that we're not the wimps that the devil wants us to believe we are. We're not the wimps we're not the we're not the the little ones that's that, that's hooked to the whipping post uh, and the devil can come by and beat on every day. We're not the wimps uh, in the spiritual body of Christ. Uh, he said, "I give you authority, authority to do what? What have you given me the authority to do? To trample on serpents and scorpions uh, and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you." Somebody needs to stand up and tell the devil, "You're not the wimp anymore." I'm studying. I'm praying. I'm believing. I'm a ball. I'm a blood ball, born again Christian. Uh, with Jesus in my heart, uh, I've had the Holy Spirit uh, poured out upon me. I'm one of those tongue talking Christians uh, that people call holy rollers. Uh, I'm one of those. Uh, I'm one of those that still believes uh, that when we pray, things happen. Uh, when we lay hands on the sick, uh, that they recover, and God still can do miracles uh, in this last day. We need to tell the devil, we're no longer going to roll over and play dead. We're no longer going to play games with him. But we're going to take our authority and we're going to trample over him and we're going to put him under our feet and we're going to go on. And then in Mark chapter 16, he said, these, will, these signs will follow those who believe, those that's made up their mind. I'm not going to be the devil's whipping boy anymore. I'm not going to be the puny Christian. I'm not going to be the faithless Christian. He said, these things, these signs will follow those who believe. This is what they're going to be able to do in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents if they drink anything deadly it by no means will hurt them and they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover he said this is the authority this is the power that I've gave the body of Christ. This is the authority that I've gave the believer. This is the authority that I gave the body that I left with all power, all anointing, everything that they need to live victorious. 
we need to wake up and we need to realize who we are in God. I want to go over into another place in St. John chapter 11. I'm going to skip around in several scriptures, but if you want to read with me, you can. Beginning in verse 1, it said, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus the Beth- Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. When he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. And then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Verse 12, Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, will he get well? Then Jesus said to them plainly, in verse 14, Lazarus is dead. I'm glad for your sake that I was not there, that you may believe, and nevertheless let us go to him. Going down to verse 20, Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. God, if you'd have been on time. God, if you'd have been on my timetable. Jesus, if you'd have worked and moved when I called you, my brother wouldn't be dead right now. If you'd have just been here. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. I know if you'd have been here, if you'd have showed up on time, he'd have not been in the grave. But even though you were late, I'm still believing that whatever you ask the Father to do, he's going to do it for you. Jesus said to her, said, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, said, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, he said, I'm not talking about the last day. I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Going down to verse 34, he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Now Martha, the sister that's been talking to him this whole time, looks at him and says, Lord, he's dead. He's he's been dead for four days. I'm sure that his body has already begun to have a stench. But Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe that you would see the glory of God? In other words, he said to her, Don't you know I said I'm not done yet? It's not over yet. Oh, it may seem finalized right now, but it ain't done yet. The Bible said in verse 41, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and he said to the Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. 
And now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth, because I ain't done yet. Oh, you're not going to stay in the grave because I'm not done yet. And then at verse 44 it said, He who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go because it ain't over yet. It ain't done yet. Oh, here's two sisters that's grieving because they lost their brother. A natural thing. When you lose a loved one, you're going to grieve over them. You you have a loss. You've suffered a tragedy. You've suffered something that seems to be irreversible. Something that can't be changed. Something that can't be turned around. Something that can't be different. Because now it's already happened. Life has gone out of the body. And not only this, but the Jews believed that after three days, the spirit left the body. So here they are, being Jewish people of faith. They're not only having to believe for a physical miracle, but they're having to believe that Jesus is going to call the Spirit back into their brother. Another impossibility. Another negative. Another thing the devil wanted them to doubt about. Another thing that the devil wanted them to believe that they just had to accept it and they just had to go with it and they just had to get through the storm, the, 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 the series of steps that you're going to go through when you're mourning and you're, 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 you're grieving and the grieving process and you're just going to have to work through the steps and you're going to take it one at a time but your brother's still going to be in the grave when it's over and nothing's going to change that. I thank God that Jesus showed up. And to the contradiction of Martha, he wasn't late. He stayed there intentionally. He wanted this to happen because he wanted the people to see that God was still God. That God still had power. That he still had authority. That he could still do the impossible. When he went to the tomb and told them to roll the stone away, he prayed to the Father first. And then he cried out with a loud voice. He spoke to the dead. Sometimes we've got to speak to our dead situation. Sometimes we've got, to, we've got to talk to our problem. Sometimes we've got to declare what's going to happen by demanding according to the authority of Jesus Christ and the Word. It's got to line up according to what the Word said, not according to what man thinks, not according to what limitations are, not according to what we need to believe, not according to what the devil wants us to accept, not according to the negative that makes us look like the underdog, but according to the Word. I can tell you, God's still in the miracle working business. 
business, he can still do the impossible as he's standing at the mouth of this tomb where a dead man's been dead for four days and he looks at it and he says, Lazarus, come forth. It's time to get up. You've had four days to rest. Now you've got to get up. You've got to get out of that grave. It ain't time yet because I'm saying I'm not done yet. It ain't over yet. There again, some of you sitting here tonight, the enemy wants you to believe that everything's over. Everything's finalized. I got news for you. You don't get any any more final than death. You don't get any more final than stop breathing. Your heart stops beating and nothing's going on in your body. This had been happening for four days. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I told you if you just believed in me, if you just trusted in me, that you would see the glory of God. And I just want you to know I ain't done yet. I know you think I was late. I know you think I let you down. I know you think I wasn't on time. I know you think I wasn't listening when you prayed, when you sent word to me. You thought I ignored your text. You thought I ignored your call. You thought I ignored the letter. You thought I ignored the, the, the delivery person that delivered the message. You thought I just ignored you. Somebody in this house has been thinking God has been ignoring you and he hadn't been ignoring you. He's just been waiting on you to say I trust you God I believe in you because I know you ain't done yet and when he had cried out with a loud voice Lazarus who had been dead for four days who his body probably had already begun to have an odor whose spirit had already left the day before came bound hand and foot to the front of the grave, to the front of that tomb wrapped in grave clothes. His face was wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Get those clothes off of him. That's for a dead man. And he's living. He's breathing. He's alive. Because it ain't over yet. Because I'm not done with him. I'm not finished yet. I want somebody to know that thinks you're washed up, that thinks you're done, that thinks you're finished, that thinks you'll never see the blessings of the Lord in your life, that thinks you'll never receive a healing, that thinks you'll never get your miracle, that thinks God's been ignoring you. I got news for you. God ain't done yet. He's waiting on you to just trust Him and believe in Him and know that He's going to touch you. You see, he said in Matthew chapter 19 and 26, he said, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Somebody sitting here tonight is facing impossible situations. No matter what you do, no matter what the outcome is, no matter how you try to fix the problem, you're not going to come out very well. You're going to come out just as miserable as you was when you went in. But I got news for you. If you'll give it to God, he says, I ain't done yet. It ain't over yet. You see, again in Matthew chapter 21, verse 21, he said, So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you shall say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, 
you will receive. You will be blessed. You will receive your answer. God will turn things around. God will change things. Stop listening to the devil. Stop letting him attack your faith. Stop letting him convince you that you're the underdog. Stop letting him convince you that you're puny, you're faithless, you're powerless, that you're a victim and not a victor. Stop listening to the devil and stop listening to his lies and put him under your foot and believe and trust in the Lord. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, But without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He said in Hebrews 10 and 23, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Paul said in Romans 8 and 31, he said, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, Who can be against us? If God's on my side, who can defeat me? It ain't over yet. I know the devil thinks he's won. I know he's having a party because he thought he defeated the preacher. I know he thought he won. He thought the battle was over. But I got news. It ain't over. God's not done yet. It ain't finished. And then he went on to say, he said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things we're more than conquerors. Look at your neighbor and say, you're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Because it ain't over yet. It's not finished. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and 18, he said, The Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. The psalmist David wrote in Psalms 55 and 22, he said, Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. I will not permit the righteous to be moved. He's not going to move me out of my spot. He's not going to move me off of my faith. He's not going to move me out of my inheritance. He's not going to move me in stopping me from believing that he's still a miracle worker. Hebrews 12 and 2 said, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I know who started this thing, and I know who's going to end it. I know who's in the beginning and I know who's going to finish it up. It's Jesus. Hebrews 4 and 16 said, Let us come boldly to the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Tonight I need you to know that God said it ain't over yet. I'm not done. The odds may look like they're against you. The reports may all be negative. The circumstances may look impossible. It may look like it's the largest, biggest, hugest mountain that's ever been put in your life that you've got to get over or get under, get around or get beyond. But I've got news for you. God said it ain't over yet. God's not finished. God's still working. Just because it hasn't happened on your time scale doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just like I said this morning, a diagnosis is not a verdict. 
a diagnosis is not a verdict that's going to lock me in to the outcome of that diagnosis. It's just the opinion of a smart doctor. But I got news for it. God ain't done yet. I'm trusting in the power of the one that gave that smart doctor the knowledge he's got. I'm trusting in the one that created this earth and created mankind from the dust of the earth and then breathed life into us and give us a living soul and created us in his image. I'm believing in the one that loved us enough that he gave his only begotten son upon the cross of Calvary to die for the sins of this world that you and I would have hope of eternal life and that we would not have to face eternal punishment. I'm trusting in the God that loved us that much. I believe if God loves us that much, God's still going to work miracles in our life. God's still going to use us. God's still going to let us be a vessel and a tool and an instrument. I got news for the enemy. I'm not giving up and quitting. <laughs> Doubt not in your heart, but know that I am God. Believe not in the negative words of the enemy, but trust in the words of life and life everlasting. Trust in my power. Trust in my strength. Trust in my miracle. Trust in my healing. Know this night that I am your God. I am in control. There's nothing that caught me by surprise. There's nothing that caught me off guard. I am God and I am still in control. Trust me. Lean upon me. I will bless you. I will bring victory to you. I will heal you. I will deliver you and I will lift you up. Above every circumstance, said the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for not being done yet. Thank you for being the merciful, gracious God that you are. Thank you for loving us through all of our failures and our disappointments. Thank you for moving and ministering, Lord, in this house tonight.